Welcome to the Phil Nason Show, brought to you by PlayUp Sportsbook. PlayUp welcomes all bettors and offers the best prices on the market. They are also proud to be an official betting partner of the New Jersey Devils. Check them out online or in the App Store and see for yourself why PlayUp is your best bet. You're listening to a pre-recorded edition of the Phil Nason Show. The Phil Nason Show. Download us at your favorite podcast catcher, including iTunes, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, or Google Play, and please leave a review. You can follow Phil on social media at Cash with Flash and like our Facebook show page. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to the Phil Nason Show. Welcome to the Phil Nason Show. We're here to help you become more profitable at sports betting, and we have a terrific show planned for you today. PlayUp Sportsbook presents the Phil Nason Show. Sign up for an account and find out why PlayUp is always your best bet. That's PlayUp.com. Cash with Flash Best Bets has you covered in all the major U.S. sports. Daily free picks, premium betting packages, we have you covered. You can find our picks or vet them or track them, at least for today, at the Action app. After that, we'll all be over at BetStamp, and that's where you can find the show picks. All our show picks from Friday, head on over to BetStamp. We finally found a credible site that allows me to have multiple accounts for the multiple things that we do here. And that's a fantastic, fantastic thing. I got to tell you, I have back with me today. For the third time, and I'm really happy about this, Las Vegas sports gambling legend, the legendary Fats. You can find him on Twitter at Real underscore Fats, and he has been making waves, exposing shady people on gambling Twitter and wherever else he can find a place to do so. He's all about educating new betters into becoming wiser betters, And he doesn't hesitate to call out these unsavory characters. I have to tell you, he's been blocked by some of the biggest scamdy campers on the planet. And, you know, today he was supposed to be part of a show where we were going to debate, among other things, the closing Vegas line. But, unfortunately, the guest we had in place decided to attack me personally with unfounded accusations publicly on Twitter, and I dropped him from the show. Fats, who is this Philly Godfather dude? Oh, the Philly Godfather. He's right up there with, I guess, the worst of them. I mean, Vegas Dave is a whole nother... But is a whole other set of scam scam decapper. But Vegas Dave is so transparently, obviously, a scam artist that if you end up losing your money signing up with him, then you were too stupid to have the money in the first place. But <laughs> Vegas Dave is he Godfather still there? Is I'm sorry is is he still around? Vegas, Vegas Dave? Dave is still. He's still around. He still comes out with a tweet every now and then. There's one guy that's dedicated his life to to dealing with this guy and exposing him. And every time the guy tweets something, this guy's all over it. And um, I think his Twitter's exposing Vegas Dave or something like that. So 
Uh, so I, I don't bother worrying about him. But the Philly Godfather kind of really hits personal with me on several levels. When uh, I was coming up in Vegas when I first started uh, in the business, we used to, I worked out in Vegas for this, uh, as part of a group from Philly. And I ran the Vegas operation with the Vegas runners. And uh, back in Philly, they would have an office of guys where, um, like when we had an order to go out on a play, everybody had phones in front of them. And then the call would come in, Pittsburgh minus two, and everybody pick up a phone, call somebody. And then the people they called would call two people and they would call two people. Kind of like that shampoo commercial, but the same kind of chain reaction. Mm-hmm. So you could get down as much as you could on, on these games. Well, one of the guys who was worked in the office, who was part of the inner circle of Philly crew, was a guy named Rooster. And Rooster had one of his movers, several chain links down the chain, was this guy, Philly Godfather. And his name, um, Steve... Uh, his name escapes me right now. It's a Greek name. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, he he was a mover, and uh, he was with moved. Uh, so he had intimate knowledge. He had knowledge of our group, but he was never in the inner circle of our group. And then after a few years, he went on to do what he was doing. He actually had a very long career in um, – and selling drugs and marijuana. He was arrested. He was in jail. He come, came out of jail, um, served his time. He came out of jail in 2000, I don't know, somewhere between 2008, 2010, 11. And then he started a tout service called the Philly Godfather. And what he did on this tout service was a lot of the people that were in our group, our inner circle, they all had nicknames, like there was a, a guy named Rooster, a guy named Sheep, a guy named Tiger, um, and various other, a guy named Seal. Um, so there were a lot of animal names. So he basically, he, he said he created handicappers with those same names, Tiger, Seal, Rooster, Um, But Rooster he was friends with, so he actually has the real Rooster. Mm -hmm. Um, And he actually happens to have the real Sheep. Uh, Sheep is the guy who was the the one who was in the middle of that whole NBA referee scandal. Oh, with Tim Donaghy, right? Right. So, So anyway, he's got those guys, and he's got the name recognition. Now, we became, we were a known famous group to an extent and basically what he did was he took the names of our players from our group and claimed that they're all working with him now and giving out the selections but so you can sign up for packages to get seals plays now seal was the main actual handicapper of the group you could uh, tiger who's done a podcast with spanky was one of the sharpest nfl guys I've ever worked with. I think I mentioned that on the last podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Rooster is Rooster. Rooster was more just a, a mover and a 
and, and a clerk and a errand guy and a sheep. He was just a shit show waiting to happen. And But anyway, people just heard, heard of these names and he created, very, he just made various handicappers and he's got people think that they're signing up for, they're getting the selections from the real people who are not the real people. So one day, I mean, I was aware that this guy was doing it, but I, I you know, it wasn't affecting me. I wasn't going to get involved. And then a guy, uh, a friend of mine, uh, Neil or Piggy, he goes by Piggy. He's got a, a tout service that uh, he runs. And he used to be one of the original members of the crew as well. And he had lunch with Seal one day, the old handicapper, and posted a picture of Seal. And I retweeted about it and I said, Hey, this is a true a true a true gambling legend, something or other about Seal and how um, you know, he's the 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 next coming of Frankie Rosenthal or the the, the guy from the movie Casino. So, Ace. Yeah, so anyway, Frank Rosenthal, the guy I worked yeah, for. Yeah. So but I was a tennis. <laughs> somebody said, commented on the tweet and said, oh, that's, that's the real seal? I subscribed to his picks. And Piggy and I both corrected the guy that, that the picks that are on Philly Godfather, that's not the real seal. That's a fake seal. That's not the real seal. And when I did that, Philly Godfather attacked both me and Piggy and then went a step further with me and was verbally uh, abu was abusing me on my um, personal phone number by text and just going on and on and on and saying all kinds of things about it. So I, I warned him to re retract what he said, or I would expose him and all of his flaws and all of the things that he's doing that are a big scam and, and et cetera, et cetera. So that's the that's the basic background of how I got involved in going after the Philly Godfather. Okay, so basically what he's done is he's created these characters. Maybe some were real that he knew and were working with him, but some that weren't, right? Well, right. There's because there's no way this SEAL is going to be selling picks on this guy's site. Right. So he's selling picks under the name SEAL, but the actual real SEAL... Is not has nothing to do with that, right? And but people think that's what they're they're getting. Now he's also create. He has about a list of eight to ten handicappers on his site. He has one uh, called the Poker Boys, and he's trying to get people to think that those guys are the original Poker Boys that used to be a group back in the day mm -hmm. who they used to kill kill it in baseball, and. Uh, they were run by poker players like Doyle Brunson and Chip Reese. Right. Uh, I know who I know who you're referring to there. Okay, so that he's got people thinking the poker boys 
are those guys. Uh-huh. Then, he, then he created a guy called Frankie Diamonds. Frankie Diamonds has a bio on his website, and the bio on his website is almost, and I, I've tweeted about this and showed the article, the bio is almost verbatim the article about uh, Joe Vito, the gentleman gambler, the former bookmaker from Philadelphia who's, who's passed. And basically he took this guy's life story from his bio, from his um, the article about him when he died, and claims that he's that guy. And, and then there's this guy called the Englishman, who's one of the top soccer player uh, betters mm-hmm. in the world. Right. And he created a guy in a, called the Englishman, and he's got people thinking that this Englishman, that the soccer plays he, he's given out are really coming from that guy. Now, now, how do you have these real people who are being impersonated? Have they ever contacted this guy or tried to sort it all out? Because it's not cool to do that, to assume another's well, identity and then make money off it or well, whatever. Rooster, Rooster and Sheep, they're on board with him. So they're, they're allowing their name to be used. Right. But the two of them are the furthest thing from a handicapper. So Rooster, for example, is a, he runs a supermarket, spends 60 hours a week running a supermarket. So the last thing Rooster would ever have any time to do is handicapping. And he's not a handicapper and sheep, when it comes to handicapping and betting is couldn't win if he had the final scores in front of him. <laughs> so these aren't the, as a sounds like someone else. Really, we know if they were really the real people, you wouldn't want to follow them anyway. Right. But, but you know, this is my experience. I lived in Vegas. I lived in a casino for 19 years. My experience with guys like that, is they show up two minutes before kickoff, drop their dough because the line moved the right way, and off they went. You know, you didn't really see them except for then and barely. You know, these are guys who keep underneath the uh, specter of lights, right? They they don't want to be known. Well, right. They don't need to be known. They don't need to sell their picks because all they have to do is just bet. Yeah. That's right. That's a good, that's a good, that's exactly the way it should be. Now, Diamond Frankie, I'm wondering if he's the same guy in the, at the show. Did you ever, were you out in Vegas when the showboat was still there? Yeah, I was in Vegas when the showboat was there. There was a guy that used to be in the poker room and they used to page him all the time and they used to call him Diamond Frankie. I thought he was a shill, you know, one of the guys they bring in just to, uh, liven up the game if you will right i thought that that was the same person that probably is not right no 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 this is this is just a a friend of philly godfathers who lent his picture to the name diamonds frankie and but the philly godfather himself controls all the all the handicapper accounts 
So he'll take his plays and sprinkle them around. Now, another thing, too, he doesn't – the guy tweets like every 20-something minutes he's tweeting. Mm-hmm. So with the number of tweets this guy has – and this is but on an average since he opened his Twitter account in 2009 or 2012. He's averaged a tweet every 20 minutes, and that includes for sleeping time and all that. Right. So a guy who tweets that much doesn't have time to handicap. Well, you know what? That that could be true, but you know what else could be happening? The same thing that we do. I learned when I was the editor-in-chief or content director, whatever you want to call me at Wind Daily Sports, and, and there's a thing called TweetDeck, and you can prearrange your tweets. It takes about five minutes. You just cut paste and put them in there and you can do that for two three days ahead of time so well yeah but he's his tweets are custom to how he's doing um and he's like for example when he tweets if he has a good day that's all he's tweeting about all morning is how great the day before was and if he has a bad day he Barely touches base with how he did the day before. Yeah, well, that's something and that I do. And then he, he he takes his his handicappers or the way he gets his plays. The majority of his plays is he's affiliated with um, people that are agents and that have sharp players that bet in the various sports books. And what he does is he trolls those accounts of the sharp players looks for stuff that they bet and that's where he gets a lot of his plays from okay but the other thing of course because he's following such sharp players he'll get those plays and he'll release a team minus four and a half as as one of his plays but you got no shot at laying four and a half on that game the game's already like five and a half by the time you know, the average person who paid for the pick gets it. Mm-hmm. And if you try to question him about that, he blocks you. Even if you're a paying subscriber, he'll block you. Really? Now, I know in the content provider businesses, which I'm actually in, and temporarily not, but I'll be again soon. Maybe even today I might have that announcement. I'll, I'll, I'll text you when it happens. But uh, at the end of the day, I write a pick, and, and I hope that it's the same line that I use when I wrote it, but that's not the same thing as what he's doing, right? Right. No, he's he's giving out basically what he knows are hot games, but at a number where the, as closing line value is gonna is gonna be the difference between him, his picks winning, and the the person following them losing in the long run. And that's not good. And his claims on his website are absolutely preposterous. And my favorite one mm-hmm. is he posts, and it's posted on his website, is that in the year 2019, the, that football season, in college football and pro football for that season, $100 better won $18,280. So I did the math on that. And if you do the math on that, 
it comes out to 3,385 selections, of which you would have to go 1860 and 1525 to be up $18,000. Now, that maybe, maybe not. That's with a 55% winning percentage. I gave him credit for 55% winning percentage. Here's where, here's where the math doesn't add up. In a college football season, between the NFL, between the NFL, the NFL playoffs, the college regular season, and the college um, bowl games, there's only 1,100 total games played, give or take a, like 20 or something. So, if he was went eighteen sixty and fifteen twenty five, which he would have had to do, picking fifty five percent, and he would have had thirty three hundred plays, that would have mean meant he would have had to release three selections on every single game played that entire season yeah. to get to thirty three hundred selections. He would have had to release the side, the total, and I guess maybe the first half. I, but mathematically, his claim is impossible because we know he didn't pick every game, and we know he didn't release three plays on every single game right. on the schedule. You know, radio guys do that, but then again, that's a different issue. And thankfully, we have someone, a company that's tracking us now, Betstamp, and it's free. And that's a nice thing. Yeah, but I don't understand what this guy's doing, dude. He is, Another he is, thing he, he does is he, he releases free plays all the time. Right. Okay. And on his free plays, he'll sit there and he'll chart. You know, when, when they're winning, that's all he tweets about the next day. He gave you this free winner and that free winner, and you should sign up and, and uh, stuff like that. And then his... Uh, you know, when he's losing, the free plays are losing. You don't you don't hear anything about it. So he, don't ever don't ever be sucked into a tout that gives away free selections. Because free selections are just a a marketing gimmick to get you to think that they can pick winners when they can't. Oh, okay. So I do free picks too now, but I do it for. And you're a scam artist. Oh, thanks, man. But but honestly speaking, I do it for for a couple of reasons. One, I want to get a better job writing. That's the first reason. Like you'd be surprised at the opportunities that are now out there for content providers, media guys like me, and I want a better deal. The second one is I want to show people what they're going to expect from premium. They're going to get it not just a pick, but they're going to get an explanation, a written one. Well, you've seen those. And uh, that's why I do it. I want to give well, an explanation. I want people to see for free what I provide. I don't make any guarantees. I don't do any of those things because I don't have a crystal ball. If I did, I would close my computer right now, use my crystal ball only, and probably move into a sports book till they threw me out for winning too much. Well, now when I say free picks, yeah, that's I, yeah. I'm referring to. People that give out free picks that aren't part of the, the actual that aren't the actual picks that they're releasing to everybody else. 
In other words, if you were going to pick six games one week and that's what you were releasing and you gave away one of those six plays as your free pick, that's okay. But when you're picking, when you're giving your customers, let's say, six picks, and then you pick three other games that you're not giving your customers and say, these are free picks, well, that's just taking a shot. Oh, I don't do that. Uh, that's all right. part of a package. Except for except one thing, the NHL, and only because I have fun with it. It's a, it's a hobby of mine, and I like to write about it. And, and I tell them all, I put my record every single day in the column and on Twitter. I tell people, I get people, fats, that give me a hard time, close people to me. Why do you continue to tell people that you're losing? I say, because I celebrate my victories, that's why. And whatever, but this Philly Godfather, he's been around a while, and he's been on some major networks. Is he still on, like, the major networks as a guest, or? I have not, I was, I have not gotten into noticing that. Nobody said anything to me about it, and and I, I really don't have time to be chasing every down every podcast, but if I saw him on a on a national podcast again, I would be tweeting to the company that um, was endorsing him and giving him credibility. Well, I, I know that you do that privately also because once upon a time I met you after a guest I had on, you wrote, it was, you know, I get emails regarding guests. I do five shows a week and I get a lot of email. First of all, yours was the kindest one that I received when it was a critique not of me, but a guest. And you were professional and kind. You were complimentary towards me, which I appreciated. I tried my best every day to do a good show. And yet, it didn't work out. <laughs> it worked out for our show because, one, that person's not been back. And two, this is your third appearance. And people love listening to you talk about sports betting. All the things that you talk about. Not just strategy, but this sort of thing. Help us see this because next month, New York is going to go boom in the sports betting world. And there are lots of unsuspecting people who are hiring guys like the Philly Godfather. Well, the, it's, it's, you know, that's another thing. I mean, these, these sports books like FanDuel and DraftKings, I... I you watch TV and that's you can't watch a half an hour TV without seeing a, a commercial for um, for one of these online sports books, which I'm okay with that. But some of these places now, like DraftKings, they have their own half hour show where the sports books giving out selections. Yeah, it's not just now, that. Now, what what's wrong with that picture? Of course, it's like Barstool; they do it. They have their own set. Of, they have an actual website, DraftKings, where they hire people, they pay them, and, and they make picks. Now, I don't know if they tell them to, you know, help us limit our liabilities. I know that this show is presented by Playup Sportsbook, based in well, there are two com two states now: Colorado and New Jersey, also in Australia and a few other places. They have never one time, I, I've known some of these guys who are working there for years, they have never one time asked me to do anything except run my ad at the beginning and to talk about them a little bit during the show. And, and that's it. 
And I don't know what those other companies do, but if you track their picks, a lot of times what you're going to see, because I've been doing that, this, this gentleman whispered in my ear about two months ago, start handicapping the handicappers. Do you remember that, Fats? <laughs> Pay closer well, attention to these guys. You won't have to work so hard. Do you remember that? Yes, sir. And, and, and you and I actually were together in one of those for a couple weeks. It was fun. But you know what? At the end of the day, you know, there's so many good people out there, and there are. But if you're providing picks and selling the bets, that's a pretty good business to be in, I think. Well, of course. I mean, it's a, it's a phenomenal business. I mean, I did the math on what Philly Godfather claims is his subscribership, and it's it comes out to he's making like four million dollars a year in subscriber fees if what he says is if what he says was true and everybody's just subscribing to the the minimum package um then he's totally um he he's he's cleaning up you know and that's another thing about Philly Godfather his pricing he sent out a thing that he's got the greatest sports betting deal on the planet. You, know, you can have a month of his basic plan for $150, and, and then he follows that up with saying the plan started $3 a day. Well, $150 a month is $5 a day. That's number one. Number two, if you want, that plan is a plan where you have to keep logging into his website to get the picks. If you want to be on a text service where the selections get sent to you, that price more than doubles. Wow. For the convenience of, of getting the selections you're paying for auto-texted to you. Wow. Now, when he gives out picks, does he just give a naked pick or does he give an explanation of why he likes these plays? Do you have any idea no, about he, that? He is... He is Primarily, um, everything is just, these are the games, this is what we bet, uh, one-star, two-star, three-star, basically. And mostly one-star with an occasional a two-timer or a three-timer, I think, as he calls them. Every pro that um, I've ever met, including you, always, every pro that I've ever met, and that includes you, don't go on picks. They want a reason for those picks. Everyone, you're not going to drop ten dimes on a game on just somebody's pick, are you? Not if it's just a pick. I mean, anybody, anybody can give out free picks. Exactly. All you have to do is pick a game and tweet it. That's you know, that's free pick. What's the <laughs> free picks are easy. Free picks. Anybody can easy. make free picks. Absolutely. But they don't, the thing that I was taught years ago, I'll tell you a story. I'm in the lobby of the resort and Frank is in there. And you remember Frank. And Frank was a peculiar kind of guy. But one thing he was very serious about was sports betting. And I was feeling frisky. And I said to him, I said, I like Michigan today. I wrote about this in my book. 
And he said, why do you like them? I said, because I just like them. I spent six weeks there before I got tossed out of school for losing my scholarship for taking $175 worth of clothes. I guess that's where the frustrated tennis player comes in. Anyway, he says to the guy he's with, he says, listen to this kid. I was 19, Fats. He says, listen to this kid. He says, I got to tell you something. He said, the next time you come to me, you better give me a damn reason why you want me to drop all my money on this game. And then they laughed, chuckled off. Michigan won and whatever. But I learned an important lesson that day. And it's been carried me through when I started writing, when I got a radio show on Armed Forces, and then I got an opportunity to write. And I was doing fantasy sports because I love fantasy sports. You and I have talked about this off air. We both love fantasy, playing fantasy football. And I got a job, a paid job, to write out my picks for the week, you know, waiver, wire, whatever. And I always give a reason for why I suggest these things and own them. And I've been doing it since 2009, Fats. Well, that's, you know, a guy I, I knew once who was one of the first guys when I first started in the business back in um, – Back in 1989, 1990, there was a guy from New York uh, who eventually moved down to Costa Rica and has since passed. But he was the contact in New York that got the guy I worked for, the businessman, and he set him up with the New York accounts. And this guy was sharp as a tack. Mm -hmm. And um, he said to me one time, because we were talking about uh, you know, we bet a game one time and then the line started moving the other way. And I just didn't understand why the line was going the other way, because we had a piece of information that about an injury or something that we didn't really think was was out there. And it didn't make sense that this game was moving the other way. Mm -hmm. And I said to the I said to the guy, I said to the guy, you know, I, I just don't get why this is moving. He says and he said to me, Fats, there's one thing you got to always Remember, when you make a bet, I mean, it's good to, you know, be on the right side of the line and closing line means everything and all that. He said, but the most important thing when you make a bet is to know why you're betting it. And if you know you're betting it because this guy's out and then stay with it. That's one of those times where you can go against the move and. You might be right because you've got information that they just may not have. Right. That's how Lefty worked. He'd find out things too. but And that's important. But, yeah, that, that does kind of puzzle you. But, yep, you're right. Beat the closing line. That's something we can probably talk about that on your next appearance. We enjoy having you here. Um, is there anything else you want to address before we move on? Well, on the one, only one other scam Philly Godfather runs is he's got this habit of saying how he's the greatest at futures because he had, I guess, Tampa Bay to win the Super Bowl or something in a future he claimed uh, last year. And then he had the the Phoenix Suns who, what they lose in, they ended up losing in the finals. Mm -hmm. After being up 2-0 last year, he had a big future on them at, at big odds. But he would tweet out copies of his his wagers on these futures with right. the long odds. But he never showed 
the amount that he wagered on any of those. Mm -hmm. And it's the belief that the scam he's running on those is because I could have done the same thing with the, um, with the San Francisco giants this year. I had them at like some ungodly number, like $10 to win like 1600, uh, to win the, the world series. And what happened was what he does is we think he, he just takes all the long odds and he just bets like five or ten dollars on every one of them. And then if any of those teams get close to the, you know, where they they're in contention, then he starts tweeting about how he had the future and he had it and shows the price he had it, which was the beginning of the season price, which was real high. But he never shows the amount that he bet on it. So that's another scam that uh, that he runs. Well, that's just it. You know, I, the betting slip thing. Look, man, nothing for nothing, but you can alter those. <laughs> I mean, sure. Betting slip. Let me. All that matters is, is you, you be honest. Now we talked. To, now we met over one of my guests. This is what yes. he tweeted and out yesterday. Now I'll tell you what. Let's before we without without mentioning his name. Okay. I'm gonna let's I'm gonna read to you his pinned tweet. Okay. So people have an idea of what we're who of the type of person that we're talking about here. And on his pinned tweet, he says, "I'm the most respected and hated person in sports gambling." The respect comes from the public and from the handicappers that have enough integrity to tweet their picks at kickoff. I'm hated by the lying con men pick sellers because I'm going to put them out of business. That's the pin tweet of the person who we are talking about. Right. That same person, he came on my show. And whatever, I, he never came on again. I can honestly say I've been doing this show for 13 years. Most of that time it was a radio show. Now it's a podcast. It's mine. And I have sponsors. I, I make a living. And, you know, we talk multiple sports here. Blah, blah, blah. I brought him on because one of the things that I don't like is scam decappers also. I talk about them in my books. I've been around that thing a long time. I know what's up. And... I let him come on, and then the email started. And I got more responses for him than anyone else I've had on my show. And that's saying a lot for a show that has almost 2,000 episodes and probably twice as many guests. At one time, Fats, this show was a banger. One hour, five different guests, 10 minutes each, talking sports. Not sports betting, just talking like whatever the main sport was that day. NBA, hockey, whatever. All beat writers. It was a lot of fun. And then when the Supreme Court decided to change that, I decided to shift over into something that I'd been wanting to do since I was 19. And that was based on some of these guys I saw on TV when I was 19 in Vegas. So anyhow, that's the story with this guy. I, I kept it kind of casual with him. One of his, One of the handicappers that are involved in his contest has been a regular guest. I send him my picks also. This person never one time asked me privately about my record or to validate it. All was fine. 
until the day I challenged him when he decided to go after some 19 or 22-year-old girl on Twitter who's working for a company. She's reading off a teleprompter, so what? Okay, if you can't figure that out for yourself, you deserve to lose your money, okay? Anyway, that's when everything soured. Yesterday, I had enough. I blasted him privately, and then he referred to me as a con man publicly. He's deleted the tweet since, but and that's all I'm able to say about this because my attorney happened to see it, clipped it, and is following George and clipping all his tweets, and he's probably going to have a big problem because he messed with the one guy that's documented better than most independently and continues to search those out. When I left the Sharp app, Fats, I immediately signed up at Bet or what was it, Action Network, and I post all my picks in there so I have a running record, a running tally that I can screenshot and put up whenever that happens, things like this happen. He sicked a watchdog on me, and before that person was able to contact me, and that person has since not contacted me outside of following me, I provided all of my information the same way I provided it to Fats this morning when he asked. Okay, go ahead. Well, here's let me let, let, let's talk about this contest. Yes, because this this contest is, um, well, first of all, he blocked me for referring to his contest as a clown contest, but I'll get to that in a second. Okay. And basically, what he did was he has, and it's part of his website. He was talking about how he was going to run this contest and how he's trying to get, get people to tweet their picks before post and document them and everything like that. Like, like he's a, like, he really is a, a leader in the industry that's, that's really doing something to get rid of these scamdy cappers. Okay. Which, which, and, which amounts to nothing, which is amounts to absolutely nothing he's doing. But his contest, basically he picked 10, 10 casinos or 10 locations that you can choose lines from. And they're Circa, BetMGM, uh, Westgate Wynn, South Point Stations, Caesars, William Hill, and Points Bet, and Coast Properties. So those are the 10 places. And his rules are that you have to play... You can you have to tweet your game before post. You have to cite the two locate. It's got to be in at least two of those ten locations, the point spread, and and then you either pick it for three units or five units. You can't play more over the course of the season. You have to have more three unit picks than five unit picks, and. Those were those were the basic rules. So I said, "Wow, this seems like a fun contest because for me, as a professional gambler, this this contest wasn't designed for handicap, and this contest was designed for for a gambler because you're getting to choose from ten lines. Most of those casinos he listed, the lines move slowly, so." You can always, I like for right now. Let's say it was NBA. Right now, Golden State's going to three and a half and four everywhere. But 
but went in South Point still have three. So if, if you were if it was basketball, you could tweet out right now Golden State minus three, and you'll get down to three in you know probably 15 minutes from now. The game's going to be three and a half, four everywhere. So it's a huge advantage, especially from a closing line value perspective for the contest. So I I was very interested in doing it just because I wasn't in very many contests this year. And right. it looked like a fun contest to do. And it was right up my professional gambling alley. Mm-hmm. So uh, now another, but another issue he had was that all his contestants, he wanted to have, they had to have a Twitter account. You had to tweet your picks, and then they, he wanted the person's real picture to be on their Twitter profile. So I discussed this with him, and I first of all, it, it's unenforceable because of all the people that enter, he doesn't know everyone, so he has no way to verify if it's the right picture or not. As long as it's a legitimate Twitter account, what's the difference if it's the right picture? Right. But that was something that he wanted. He thinks that was important. Fine. So I, but because I was involved with the Philly Godfather thing um, on a daily basis, I didn't want to be filling up my Twitter feed, my Twitter feed with handicapping selections. Like all of a sudden, I'm a tout now. <laughs> so I said to him, I said to him privately, I said, look. I want to create, I'm going to create a separate account. I'll put my real picture on it, but I'm going to use that account just for the contest. Will that be okay? He said, he said that would be fine. And I set up the account and that account name was called at not underscore a underscore tout. So at not a tout was the, by the way, that Golden State game now just went to three and a half both places. So wow, I would have gotten a selection in at three on the contest. The line would be three and a half now everywhere, and I'd have by far the best of it. Nobody else, unless they bet it way earlier today, would have had that kind of an edge. Right. So going back to the contest, um. I set that up. I set up the account, and in the um, on the account, I made it clear that I'm not a tout. I'm not a tout. I'm not looking to be a handicapper. My pinned tweet on that account is: I'm a professional gambler with access to sharp players and information. I'm not a tout or a handicapper. Using my skills and information, I will try to win the contest by taking advantage of weak lines of weak spots in the line sets. You shouldn't follow any play at a worse number than I play. And, um, and then I said in my profile on the account, I'm a professional gambler, not a handicapper or a doubt. My goal is to win the contest by picking up value from the 10 line sets. So that was what I set out to do. That was my mission. And you're winning it so far. Uh, yes, not a tout is by far is, has a ten unit lead to date, even though he was thrown out of the contest in September. Right, which which I'll get to in a second. 
So one of the things, though, I'm very particular when I'm if I'm in a contest. I like to know all the rules, and one of the rules he has in his contest, for example, is he doesn't want to deal with the dollar t- anything other than the dollar ten. So, like in the NFL, if the game's three minus twenty, and you want to bet the favorite, you can lay three, and you lay three, you're only laying three flat. <coughs> But if you want to take plus three even, you have to take plus three flat. So the bottom line there, though, in the NFL, when an NFL game's going to three, three and a half, you can almost always lay three. Or when a game's going from three and a half down to three, a lot of times it'll be plus three and a half minus 20. So you can always take three and a half. So you're getting a huge edge there in the contest as well. So I was very clear with him. I said, you sure you want to do that? He said, yes, I clarified that rule. I clarified a ton of other rules because, you know, I don't want anything to change. I mean, this is why I'm entering this thing is for those reasons. So, and then in a, in a deep private DM, he said to me that if he did make any rule changes during the season, they would always be effective for the next week. He wouldn't change anything in the middle of a week. So, on the, I think it was the first week of college or the first full week of college, first week of September, um, and he was asked also before the contest, uh, is this for just a regular college and pro, or are the added games included too? He said if the lines are up on the added games, you can play the added games. (coughs) So, there was a UNLV game, was playing Eastern Washington. And Eastern Washington was plus three and a half in two places, and the game was starting to trend down. So I took Eastern Washington plus the three and a half for a three-star play on a three-unit play on his contest. Now, the Eastern Washington, at that time, the line was up in every place except... The win didn't have it up yet. Um, points bet didn't have it up yet. And coastlines didn't have it up yet. And there's a reason why coastlines didn't have it up. <clears throat> but the line was up there in seven places of his of the ten places. So in midweek, he makes a rule that says, now because that was a UNLV game, that's why it was up in seven places. Most of the other added games were only up in about four, three, four, five places. But that game was up in seven of the places. And he makes a rule midweek that says <coughs> you can't select an added game unless the lines are posted in eight of his ten spots. And he takes the Eastern Washington game plus three and a half, which I had already selected, and he says, that play is now void. (laughs) So, clearly, if you wanted to make that rule for a future week, that's fine. But to change, make that kind of a change and void a play after it's already been made and the line has moved from plus three and a half to now Eastern Washington's the favorite, that's just not right. 
So it was at that point for that thing when he made that rule change that I referred to. <clears throat> I said his contest has now officially become a clown contest, and I've tweeted about. I've reset that tweet out um, in response to something that that he said about me calling him a clown, and I didn't refer because he says that's why he blocked me. Well, anyway, not only does he block me for referring to the contest as a clown contest, he he blocks off the not a tout account, and he throws not a tout out of the contest, and he accuses not a tout because I was I played like like. 20 games that week or something like that. I had a whole bunch of plays that week up and down the, up and down the sheet. And he accuses me because the first week, I think I went one win and two losses of playing that many games because I was trying to chase my losses from the first week. So anyway, well, he knows a lot about chasing losses. Yes. (laughs) We'll get to that in a minute. That he has a secret formula for yeah, that. Yeah, that secret formula. Can I, can, I, can I spill the beans? Is it okay or no? Which beans is that? Well, he's talking about my record, and I want to kind of tell him how I got some of those. Uh, well, yeah, well, let's, let's say that. Okay. Well, we we kind of touched on that, but let, let, me, let me finish on him with this I'm context. sorry. Go ahead. I'm excited so, now. <coughs> excuse me. So what I decided to do was, when he blocked me, I said, that was ridiculous. You can't block me for questioning him violating his own contest rules. So I decided I'm going to stay in the contest anyway, because the contest is tweet your picks before post. So I continued to follow the rules of the contest and tweeting my picks before post. And I would still tag him and tag the top, like, five uh, – actually was the top like 10 guys in the standings in the contest with the picks as well. So everybody saw and knew what I picked and it was, it was documented. If you didn't feel like going back to my website or to my Twitter feed to look up the selections. Right. So anyway, to date through, um, through yesterday, I've got a 10, almost a 10 unit lead on, uh, this Mark the dog catcher and his second place guy mainframe is on. It's like about a six a 60 unit lead because he's only up six units for wow. the season. He's going to sell picks <laughs> since that, though. I, I told George, I said, you know, you need to unblock me and reinstate me. He said no. And he, he says to me, he says, if I behave myself. Next year, he'll let me back in the contest. Like, I really want to be in. Like, I really need to be him or to be in the contest. He won't have a contest next year. There won't be anyone that will come to his website next year for this. He, his well, business is about, finished. I thought about taking the... I'm setting up a website that will run the contest. Oh, Okay. Similar, similar, but but it'll be a true handicapping contest because you won't have a choice of lines. You're going to have one line set. I'll probably use 
just the circle line set. Okay. Um, off air, I, I, I know something about this. Uh, I was going to get into DFS business, and, and there's and a plug-in. I'll, the, I'll set up the contest, and I'll set it up so people have a login. They just pick their selection, and they take their selection, and it'll automatically chart out. A, it'll automatically put it on a list so people can see everybody's picks, and then you put in the results at the end, and it'll grade it, and... It'll be all automatic. And that's the way it should be. Because, I mean, his system his system is that you tweet the picks and then you have to post your own results. And then only if there's a mistake, then he'll, uh, somebody, he hopes somebody will say something and he'll go and correct it. Yeah, because he's not interested in that. He's only <laughs> interested in, it seems to me, because, one... He doesn't market them well, and if he does, he's not very good at it. We'll talk about a tweet in a minute that pretty much describes why you should probably avoid these kind of things. Not just him, but others. You know, the the real problem here is, though, is that he does nothing for them. What they really don't understand, and the problem is, is there are places for this to happen. After the show was over and you contacted me, when his appearance on September 1st was here, which has been scrubbed, it got, that episode of that he was on, I think I told you this already, but uh, I scrubbed that five, six weeks ago at least because of what I saw, you know, the lecherous tweets toward Dana Perino. He wrote to me in, in my inbox a couple times commenting about teenage tennis players. Okay, they might be 18, but he's still commenting to me about him like a lech. And I said, this is a creepy dude. And he shouldn't be doing what he's doing. He's worse than the Philly Godfather. Because he takes advantage of... And these handicappers that are on that are in that contest, they legitimately want their bets tracked but didn't know where. I was the same way. You know, I, I always wrote for someone who did it for us. You know, so when I, had to, when I stepped out on my own, I had to find some. And when I left the Sharp app... The first place I went to wasn't George. It was Action Network. They do a great job and it's free. And now I found Betstamp, which is even better because they allow me fast to separate my show picks from my premium picks. And they'll vet it all for me. I don't have to lift a finger. So that's a pretty good thing. I don't have to make sure I tweet right before kickoff or any of those other things. It's betstamp.app. If you're involved in that contest and you want a legit way to handicap, have your handicapping picks documented, I'll show you how. It's simple. It's easier than a tweet. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, no, it's... (laughs) The the guy's totally... I mean, I tried to have the argument with him about why being automated versus the way he's doing everything by pencil and paper would be better. He just wants no parts of technology or uh, he may be just too cheap to run more than a static web page website or well, that's probably what um, it is. Did you see how many lo- units he lost this year? Oh, he <laughs> ever since he, he did okay the first about three weeks. And then that was when I think I talked to you and I was chirping uh, or he was 
chirping about how his secret formula was doing so well. And then all of a sudden, after having picked eight games in three weeks, he released six selections. And that was when I told you to take all your handicapping and throw it out the window and just go opposite all six of his plays because he's got no shot. And then we and then we did that, that for was, about four we call weeks. Handicapping the handicapper, and, <laughs> That's and I believe he went one in five, which made you go five and one that week. Yeah, and then the next week it crushed, <laughs> and the following we did it for four weeks, and then and he, he stopped he making never picks. Never won a week after that. He never won a week after that. I think I don't know how much he was down, but boy. You know, but and, and some of the things that he was doing was this subject to this show, like early, early picks. And why would you take a position on Tuesday unless you for sure had an edge? And, and certain things like that that you came on and talked about repeatedly with our guests here and our listeners. But I want to read a tweet. This was made yesterday. Forget about the tweet he made me about me. He deleted that, but my attorney has the screenshots. And I'm sure Mr. Panagakis will have more than his hands full this time. He's going to need both hands to wipe the egg off his face, but that's okay. Let him talk his crap. Everything that he does from now on publicly is being documented. And, well, that when you go to that level of action, that's actionable what he did. He, he purposely is trying to harm me and my business because he didn't get his way. Double respect, he says. About an hour before kickoff, this customer, I guess that's dog catcher, gave his customers Buffalo and the Bengals, and then he sent out a public tweet. Yes, he caused the national line to move on his picks. My business model and his first place standings are greatly respected in this country. Which part of this do you want to start with first? Well, we can start with my response to that tweet. Um... <laughs> Which one? <laughs> I, I believe I responded to that tweet. I'm looking it up right now. Because um, when he said that, I just... Oh, didn't you say it's official? GRP wins, has totally lost his mind, and now lives in a fantasy world. His tweet below is a prime example of his delusional state. I can't even imagine what George will take credit for next. That that was my response to that statement. Yeah. Yeah, at the end of the day, he didn't move any lines. His handicappers aren't moving any lines. Nobody gives a crap about him or his handicappers except maybe their families and the few customers that they may or may not have. I don't even think, to be honest, that his customers give a crap about him. Because if you, if I were in this contest, if I were in this contest, George, or Fats, I would not want him tweeting something like this about me and if he did I would correct him immediately because I already know that it doesn't matter what I say or do I'm not going to move that line I could drop 10 million dollars on the counter and they're not going to move that line it's not because of double respect or a lack of respect bottom line is who are you <laughs> well I made him an offer the other day, last night um, because he was crying about being thrown off the show and he's like i should get you to change your mind and i was like i said really you he blocked you for for saying something pretty egregious you blocked me for questioning a rule that was your rule to begin with and you changed it right so i said i got no sympathy for you there 
But I offered him the following suggestion last night to settle to settle everything. I said he can post a poll on Twitter and he said he can say um, he's been attacked by me. I've questioned his theories and motives. And I called him an irrelevant buffoon and a clown. <laughs> and then put up the poll to weigh in on how you feel about him. And the choices are irrelevant buffoon, feared and respected, or no opinion. And he's truly as feared and as respected as he says, and not considered irrelevant and a buffoon, then <clears throat> he should post it. And I said, you can post the choices and anywhere you want. And, and totally uninterested. Wow. That is unbelievable. But you know what? And the hits will continue. You know, I, the thing for me is they always come after my tennis. They always come after my tennis. Uh, sorry about that. Ah, your phone rang this time. I didn't call mine on the over-under before the, before the show. But at the end of the day, it's just unbelievable the things that he says. He's not helping these people. He's no different than the Philly Godfather. He's taking their money. He does nothing for them. Well, it's I got two, two theories on this. Okay. Well, well, first of all, let me just say, other than the, the straw that broke the camel's back rule change, he's made other rule changes since then where – he limited the number of picks you're allowed to select in a week. You can't have more than 20 selections. He said you're not allowed to. If you bet one side, you can't bet the other side within 24 hours. So, he, he I mean, he's got, and, and there were other changes I can't even remember off the top of my head, but every time he makes a change, I attack him. But what I really think his whole plan was, <clears throat> he was hoping to get like 40 or 50. I think before the season, he thought he was going to have like 75 handicappers in this contest. Right. And what his goal was, because as he showed himself, well, he doesn't even try to handicap college. So, and based on how he handicaps the NFL, which he claims he he's good at and he knows how to do. And we've seen his track record there. It, wouldn't be any better in college. So for somebody that wants to bet football that basically can't pick his nose, I think what he wanted to do was he wanted to find handicappers that he could follow for free without paying for service. And that was why he, how, why he set the contest up the way he did so that then he could follow these handicappers um, where either – I mean, if he's smart enough, if he's got, let's say, five guys that are that are winning at a 55% clip every week, and then you look at all their plays, and then you got, of the top five guys, three guys match on the game, well, there you go. There, There's something to play. But I, that, that's the only, the only benefit to running this contest because he's, you know, he referred to it, me as uh, – 
making fun of his business model. Business model? Is he kidding? Business model? He's charging. First of all, he let everybody submit their picks for free for the first three months. And then for November, December, and January, you have to pay to have your picks documented by him. And he wants you to pay $95 a month. Now, five people paid the first month and four people paid the second month. So that's <clears throat> nine times 95. That's his business. His business generated $1,000 for, for all the work and tweeting and whatever he did to that's it. That's his business model. And now he's down to basically two guys that are winning and two guys that are like down 30 units plus. <clears throat> I don't know. Can't, I don't even know why those two guys would still still pay him for the month of January when it's all you can pick is NFL playoffs. You know, the, the thing is, I do some website stuff. Like I built both of mine. And a couple things I can say, honestly. One, that site was put together by a six-year-old. Those are chicken scratches on a website. Those are not going to give any handicap or any credibility. None of those will. They're just chicken scratches on a website. The other thing that the real, the last red flag was when he told them that he didn't have PayPal or whatever and you had to go to the bank and, dip, and wire him the money. And there's no such... <laughs> Now, about that. <laughs> I built both of my sites. They both take anything that you want. It's a simple matter. It just costs a few bucks for the plug-in. When I see stuff like that, I just shake my head and go phony. Why would I send? Why would I have to send money to his bank account? Why doesn't he have a pay, payment gateway? Because he's well, not minute. legit. I'm going to chalk that up to the this business. My my mocking of the business model again. Yeah. What kind of a business model is is it that not only is your your income for the entire season is going to be around a thousand dollars, you don't even have a system in place to collect the money. None. None. There's a co There's there's definitely a cost. But yeah, there's no way to take the money. Ninety five dollars a month. But it's only for the last couple months. And then this is what this is what I can say to you. I'm going to read something from his website. Make sure you know this equation. 100 customers times 100 a week times 20 weeks is 200,000 a year for just selling picks. Paying $95 a month for publicity is nothing. Are yeah, you serious? The problem is I, I believe I responded. I believe I respond, have a tweet out there somewhere. Where I broke down the actual math on that tweet. Yeah, well, it's pretty simple. You know, I don't have any regrets from bringing him on my show because it delivered two amazing guests. But I'm done with him. I'll let the legal team handle that. You know, when he decided to take it upon himself and to publicly refer, refer to me as a con man, I got news for you. He could have come to me privately because he sure didn't have a problem when he wanted something. The reality is, is he's been telling people that for weeks.
behind the scenes. I have those clips too. And I got to tell you, this guy is one, he's a happy, or I'm sorry, he's a French fry short of a happy meal. He (laughs) doesn't deserve our time. He's worse than the Philly Godfather because what he's done is he's taken unsuspecting people's money who are trying to be legit who may not have the computer skills well, to do I, it for I'm free. Gonna, you know, as much as I I don't like George, and it's not really, he's not worse than the Philly Godfather when it comes to the money thing because he's too stupid to steal enough money from people. Okay, that's fair. So he, he's not he's not in this to, 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 to steal the money. I mean, part of it is he... He's got to be in it for the free picks. It's the only thing he can be in it for, because he's the amount of money he's getting paid is, isn't significant, and he's not gonna he's not going anywhere. I mean, his Twitter following isn't going up or anything like that. It's it's got to be for the free picks so he can bet himself. Who knows? But and you know that's another thing. He called out the Philly Godfather in a tweet about the Philly Godfather touted the Washington football team and Cleveland to both go to the Super Bowl this year. And he put out a tweet about that, which I responded to. And he said how the Philly Godfather never mentions the Washington football team or the Cleveland anymore because they're not doing well and blah, 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 blah. Well, I don't know if you remember at the beginning of the season what he was touting. And he was the sharpest guy in in the world about he had a couple of futures, but the one that he had the big bet on that he said was when Aaron Rodgers was questionable whether he was gonna play for Green Bay this year. He got ten thousand down ten thousand at three to one on the Vikings. And all he was doing was chirping about what a great value that was and how the Vikings were such a great play at 10 to 1. And so I responded to him. I want to know how come he's calling out the Philly Godfather for, for not talking about the Washington and Cleveland. And he, he's not mentioned any. I don't, we don't hear anything about the, um, the Minnesota Vikings to win the division. He never says anything about that. Yeah, well, you know what? That's that's too is an old radio thing. You give out the pick on the show, but he doesn't have one of those, I guess. So he tweeted that. Yeah, oh yeah, he tweeted it. If he tweets it and it's ridiculous, I respond to it. <laughs> now people would probably ask, why does a legendary sports better? We're going to wrap it up with this. Why does a legendary sports better like yourself, who's obviously very busy, as am I, not a legendary sports better? I'm just a regular guy that creates great content and wins, except for NBA this season. But if I would have listened to you, I would have never gotten up. <laughs> I would have, I would have left it alone because it's becoming unbettable. But why do you care what this guy says or does? Well, there's two reasons. Number one. He disrespected me. There you go. And all the things that I say about George right now, I, I've before he I got blocked.
by George. I was, uh, I would correct him when he would say something like his favorite thing is he, he likes to go on and on about how closing line value means nothing. Wow. And, and I, I constantly correct him because, you know, you don't want to educate newbies and people who are just trying to learn about sports betting that closing line value doesn't mean anything because it means everything. So I constantly would would call him out on stuff like that, just just in general, whenever he would say something ridiculous and and out of respect as he says it, he, he gave me a pretty long leash on on calling him out. And we had some private conversations in DMs where, you know, he said if it was anybody else he'd have thrown me out for questioning him and stuff like that. And I tried to say to him, look, I, I said it to him many times. I actually like you. I really think you're a nice guy in general. I said, but you got to get over yourself and you got to, you know, try to learn something here. And I said, I'm only telling you the things I'm telling you to make you better, to make you more educated, to help you and stuff. like. I mean, I, I couldn't have been nicer. I couldn't have been more polite in the private conversations I said, but I, I can't let you be saying this stuff out over Twitter. I have to address it because it's, it's the kind of stuff that gets people, gets people in trouble because they just get a mindset that's, that's not conducive to, to winning. Uh, and it can be detrimental. So, you know, I, I take the time and, and then when he blocked me and then, then he made it personal and then he attacked my integrity that the, the reason I was I picked so many games was because I was trying to chase I mean so I had to you know at that point I had to stick in the contest and just prove to him that I knew what I was doing and uh, one and one other thing by the way about his ridiculous contest there's 10 line sets that you can choose your uh to make your bet from. Mm -hmm. And one of the 10 is coast properties, but there's no feed anywhere in the country that gives the lines on coast properties. They came off of all feeds last year. Right. So he really only has nine places to choose from, to make your wagers, not 10. Right. And he's too stupid to know that Caesar's palace and William Hill are the exact same line because they're the same company. So really, he only has eight places you can choose from. So when he makes the rule, made the stupid rule, you got to have eight out of ten. It was really eight out of nine, and two of the nine were the same place. But yeah. he doesn't even know that. No, so, well, he does now because he'll be listening. But that's good. You know what? Well, it's you know, it's about time. I've addressed him a million times about the coast properties. He's never responded to me once about it. The the William Hill is, you know, is something that if they're the last place to move in his contest, you can still make the selection if they have the line because you can cite William Hill and uh, and Caesars. Well, he's a that's it's a clown show. 
And hopefully his handicappers are listening, and when they do, head on over to betstamp.app and get yourself tracked. You can actually sell your picks from that site if you don't have the savvy enough to build your own or the cash to have it built for you. Thanks again, Fast, for appearing on my show. And for listeners, do yourselves a favor. You got to follow this guy. Let me tell you something. Every time I write to him, and most of the time it's not about George, he always responds quickly, by the way. He's been a great resource, and he'll be a great resource for you, too. You can follow him on Twitter at real underscore fats. Those are all small letters at real underscore fats because he's never going to steer you wrong. Thanks, man. All right. Have a good day. Hey, you too. And that's going to wrap it up for today's show. Thank you so much for Fats for coming on and talking about scam decappers and helping me out with a life situation here. I appreciate that. If you want to see my record, please contact me. You can. You can contact me through the website, philnationshow.com. You can find me at cashwithflash.com. There's contact information there. There's a phone number on my Facebook page. If you really need to get a hold of me, I'm accessible. Uh, that's why we do what we do, because we want to be accessible. Well, I don't want to see you lose your hard-earned money to scammers such as the Philly Godfather and Mr. Panagakis. Thanks to PlayUp.com for sponsoring the show. Thanks for BetStamp for validating my picks and tracking my picks from not only this show, but in the next couple of days, we're going to shift everything over to Bet Stamp. Until next time, you all take care of yourselves. Be good. And most importantly, ladies and gentlemen, my mother thanks you, my father thanks you, my sister thanks you, and I thank you. Thanks for listening to The Phil Nason Show. Download us at your favorite podcast catcher, including iTunes, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, or Google Play. And please leave a review. You can follow Phil on social media at Cash with Flash and like our Facebook show page.